Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove and welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I am a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. So I'm here to talk to dancers about what they do outside the studio. Whether it's cookie decorating, tie-dye, a passion for plants, or starting their own businesses, dancers fulfill their creative passions in so many different ways. Dancers Doing Stuff is about living your most creative life. So if you love dancers and creativity, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I know it's been like 400 years since we had a show. Um, I talked about this on the mini episode of the podcast, but... I had this really cool opportunity. I got to dance in a movie, a short film that's coming out sometime. I don't know when, Um, but that's why we haven't had any episodes. So I'm super excited to be back. And today's episode is going to be one of the best. I'm sure of it because this dancer is so talented in so many styles. Plus she loves cats, just like me. We're both foster fails. Um, And she just does every style and like literally worked at at Google, like literally so smart, so talented. Let me read you like the official bio because it's better than my blabbing. So Jennifer Margono, the guest today, studies house, contemporary, and hip-hop social dances in New York City and grew up as a studio kid doing ballet, jazz, and modern. Her recent credits include Beyond Babel, which is I don't know if you guys know, but Keone Amari, it's like literally such a great show. I'm really excited to talk about this. Shinso, which is Bo Park's company, and the Orsano Project, which is Phil Orsano, who I actually got to study with when I did the Complexion Summer Camp, and he's his amazing choreographer and teaches at BDC, and like I think actually he's going to be a guest one day, so that's really exciting. Um, And she's also an alumni of The Neighbors, which is a really awesome dance group crew i don't know if you use crew anymore i need to ask that question but she graduated with a distinction from duke university with a b bachelor's of science i almost said a bs that's not right a bachelor's of science in evolutionary anthropology and minors in dance and psychology like whoa what was that schedule like that must have been nuts and she was also co-president of the multicultural dance group defmo Jennifer also works full-time at Google in their advertising technology business, like what, as a solutions consultant. So like all of this while being a professional dancer, while being a boss cat mom, like I just can't. So let me show you, let me show you this video. I stole it from her Instagram. It was really hard to pick a video because she's so versatile and she does a lot of like improv and a lot of just amazing stuff she's really awesome at house which is like so that's so hard for me like whoa so physical but I picked this video because it's an improv that was really early on in the pandemic and I really love the caption definitely go check it out check her social media we'll have all that linked um but I just really love her movement quality and it was just a gorgeous video so enjoy Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dancers Doing Stuff on Instagram so that you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. Surprise! The sponsor for today's episode is me. Well, not me exactly, but the Dancers Doing Stuff Patreon. 
With the Patreon, you get a ton of really fun perks and you get to help support this show. Some of the perks include fun behind the scenes content, getting to know the guests beforehand and being able to submit questions to them. There are Zoom dance parties and stretch sessions. I give you all the craft supplies you need for the month and you can craft with us live on YouTube. And we also have a private Discord. There are a ton of things. And those are just things that are happening right now. I really wanna make stickers, so maybe I can send out some mail. I don't know, I've got a lot of ideas. One of the ideas is the Dancer's Dream Grant Program. When we get 100 patrons, I'm going to start donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded. So that might be hiring a videographer for a concept video, or actually paying your dancers, or getting them at least some good snacks. There are so many ways that dancers can be supported, and I would really love to create a community where we can all support and lift each other up and just all be creative. So the more patrons we have, the more money I can give back. Definitely check out the Patreon and let's get this community growing. So beautiful. There's more of it, but I just wanted to give you a little taste of her beautiful movement quality. And like I said, she can do it all. So enough of me blabbing. Let's bring her in. Bring a big round of applause. Let me get this going. Wow. You're so sweet. Thank you for hyping me up. And wow, all those memories of of moments in my life. (laughs) You are amazing. I'm obsessed with you, like not so secretly. So as I said, you are a new cat mom. We both have our our fur babies. So I thought Mm -hmm. it's only appropriate for the craft for today to be cat related. My cat the other day took my ballet slipper out of a basket deep in my room and brought it into the hallway. So he's kind of trying to tell me something that I should be back in ballet, but it's a little attacked. Oh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. The two, we're not even, you know, a few months past the pandemic to be going back to ballet. I shouldn't be saying that. Phil, if you're watching, (laughs) I'm very sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, I really do need to be back in ballet. I'm really bad. Okay, so It's hard. It's like you took like a day off and you feel it, you know? Oh, for sure. And it's like, you know, when you go back, it's going to be bad. Exactly. It's all like 90 degrees or lower. Leg doesn't go up beyond that. Yeah. Let's talk dance. While the cats are yes. eating. Okay, so I mentioned Toss that you do away. like, <laughs> I know it's so hard. I'm sure the other one will come too. I think she's asleep in my room. But <laughs> mm-hmm. so I know I mentioned that you do like every style, you do everything. And I know you started out, you said you're a studio kid. So did you do like the whole tap, jazz, ballet, everything growing up? I did, yeah. I did a lot of ballet because I think the ballet teachers I had growing up were the best. They were really intense on me, kind of scary, but (laughs) pushed me so hard to just become the best dancer that I could be and that carried on to other styles. So yeah, I did ballet, contemporary, modern, jazz, tap, musical theater, hip hop, which was like dancing to KT Tunstall, like basically not hip hop. Suddenly I see, suddenly I see, classic. (laughs) Yes, yeah. That is not a hip hop song, but in, you know, in a suburban Illinois town, it was. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you get into all your, you have really strong foundational training. So 
you did you start that in New York or where did that even you know what prompted you I guess to get into the foundational training yeah yeah it's a great question I so yeah when I was in college I was a part of that multicultural dance group we did bhangra we did Asian fusion dance um we dabbled in a bit of African dance, but we also did things like contemporary and hip hop social dances and what was formerly known as urban. And I really liked that urban movement. And so when I went to New York after graduating, it was mostly to find a job. Also just because I knew that this place is just a Mecca for all dance and yeah. being the birthplace of hip hop and being a place where you could learn foundations, I, it was just, something that I really love. So yeah, I got more into that scene, um, ended up auditioning for the neighbors. And that's when I started to do more of like that hip hop social dance competition scene. When EXPG was around, I really loved taking their house classes and yeah. house became like my foundation of a street style. So like, I remember when Tony Ray came to New York to teach a house lesson and he's from San Diego and at the end of the class he was like you know what you guys are taking house from me but all the OGs are here in New York like Seku, Ijo, Cricket, Khalif you know when he's in town it's just like all of the OGs are here like why are you taking from me when I'm learning from them like you guys have the Mecca so that was really eye-opening and seeing like how many incredible like hip-hop OGs are still around and teaching because it's so like valuable to be able to absorb from them. Yeah, and I feel like there is this kind of disconnect with like people don't often train in the foundational styles but then call themselves mm -hmm. hip-hop dancers and that is like, uh, that's probably very complicated and <laughs> I'm sure that... We can have millions of conversations about that. I'm actually going to have some people from the Hip Hop H Plus Conservatory who run H Mart on oh. later in, in the show. But I think that it's so important. I'm, I struggle so much with foundation. So it's like I, I don't call myself a hip hop dancer, even though I take street jazz and all of these things. But something mm -hmm. that I really love is that you don't limit yourself to one style. And you also... Mm -hmm. uh, from an outsider view it seems like you really do delve into the training of everything to you know you're not like half doing one thing half doing another like you give it it's due what's the right word like uh it's time and I think that that's mm -hmm. so valuable and it's also so great to see that it's possible to not have to half do contemporary and half train in, in street styles and I don't know it's, do you ever find like a, a disconnect with like struggling with thinking of the the concert dance world and then the commercial dance world and balancing that oh yeah all the time uh, and I to your earlier point I would definitely not categorize myself as a hip-hop dancer too like yes I trained in house and that's a foundation but it's only been a couple years two to three years that I've been doing that before, I also did like the street jazz, urban yeah. dance styles and did not have any foundation. It was just learning because I knew how to pick up choreo. But it's it's more like these days, I really enjoy trying to find my own style because my mentality now is like, sure, you can go to a class, pick up choreography, but the way that social media has kind of influenced how class goes these days and with select groups at the end, like you could be doing an incredible job and the difference between you and the dancer that gets selected could just be like, oh, the choreographer knows them. 
they do it like 0.05% better than you, you know, something about them stands out. And for me, I think I'm in a stage of my career where I just want to find my own voice. I want to be able to fuse the styles I have together and create my own kind of vocabulary and movement. And in that sense, like I feel a little freed from like the concert or commercial dance worlds, uh, especially having a full-time job. I don't feel like that same pressure to need to book things because I could go to an, an audition or I could show up there like I did a couple of years ago at MSA auditions, see that there are 500 people crammed in a tiny room with no AC and just be like, you know what? I think I'm good. I, I think I just, <laughs> I want to do my own thing. I want to have fun while dancing and I want to find the part of dancing that makes me feel like me and express myself, not have to fit into like a specific role for a specific job. Yeah, I love that. And I and I feel like this job that I, I want to talk to you about next kind of yeah. is is the definition of that, like the fusion of contemporary and hip-hop and street styles and all of those things and and just such a good message and uh let's talk about dabble let's talk about it so that was so cool because I was I was at that audition and I like saw you get kept and I was like oh my god yay it's so exciting so what was that process like working with Keone and Mari and now that you're finally theater is coming back beyond babbles amazing show everyone should check it out if you don't know it and the show is coming back. Like, tell me everything about that process because it must have been oh, yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I remember seeing you at auditions too. And it was fun how it was like a class was style, wasn't it? Oh, it was but, so it was the best audition I've ever been to. Like I felt like oh, it was yeah? just like so happy. Like everyone was cheering yeah. everyone on. Like it was not my thing. I was definitely like, this is not for me. Mm. <laughs> but I respect it. Like everyone is doing so well. So yeah enough of me talking tell me everything (laughs) well yeah I I, before going to that audition I had no expectations at all I I really was just like I don't even want to think of this as an attainable dream or goal because I don't think it's ever going to happen Uh, so I remember that morning I woke up I went to a hot yoga class just to calm my nerves uh, went to the audition was mostly there just to feel hyped about seeing friends make it Uh, and I know like Isosa Oviasu really wanted Babel. And I was like, if I see him be able to make it to the next round, like that's going to be so worthwhile for me. So it was really funny and heartwarming when I would like hear his number get called out and then my number would get called out too and we would just freak out and get excited. And then that kept happening as the cuts happened in the auditions. And yeah, I it's been a dream for so long to just do anything with Keone and Mari. Like for over a decade, I've really looked up to them for being pretty much the biggest inspiration to delve into more of that commercial scene, more of like the hip hop social dance scene, because I was always just like a contemporary and ballet kid, like could not bend my back or relax it. <laughs> always pointed my toes in my sneakers. Uh, so being able to work with them. Um, I'm not sure. Have you seen this show before? Yeah, I saw it like okay. right before everything shut down. Like okay. crazy that that was so long ago. Yeah. No. It and it just like it's it's a show that's all movement based and it tells the story of Romeo and Juliet in a modern format through those who don't know. And it just it 
makes you feel things that you should feel as a human. That's how I felt when I watched it for the first time. I like cried, I laughed, oh. I cried again. I felt like, oh, this is this is something really special. And so being a part of it is a huge privilege and I'm really excited that it's starting back up. And just like being able to perform again in front of live humans. I know, it's so it's exciting that it's finally happening. Like I Oh, I feel like we've been waiting for this so long. So I'm so excited. The show starts back in September, right? Yes. Amazing. Everyone go get your tickets. I'll put the link in the description so everyone can come. Um, so yeah, I was wondering, before we do our next game, I wanted to know, like obviously Babel is amazing, but I wanted to know if there were any other dance opportunities or jobs. I say opportunities because sometimes we're not paid uh, even when we should be, but something that really stood right. out that was like your favorite besides Babel dance opportunity that oh. you've had. If you could pick one, I know that's hard. <laughs> oh yeah. I, ooh, I think I would have to pick two. Uh, that's okay. So yeah. Um, one of them has got to be, you know, Phil Orsano and him doing his own show for the Orsano project. The full-length contemporary fusion show with his style Tundra Groove, so tiring, like the most tiring thing, like 20-minute pieces back to back to back, but so worth it, like to be able to go from a really intense emotional piece to like an Ariana Grande song and like do what he does best, which is fuse like this groove into a traditionally contemporary style is really cool. I feel like he everybody should go check out his classes if they're like 100%. classically trained but also are interested in the groovy part of dance. Like his ear for music is amazing. Um and then I would also pick Elements for Shinta. So this is like a competition oh, yeah. that happens on the East Coast in Boston every year and actually it always falls on my birthday or like birthday weekend. So we would yeah. always travel to Elements when I was on Neighbors and when I was on Shinta and just like compete for an entire day. And then the next day, just take classes, you know, from the judges and other performers. So that was such an amazing time. It was like, part of me wondered, like, should I be spending my birthday weekend, like getting brunch in the city and like seeing, seeing, you know, friends from all parts of life. And the other part of me was like, nah, I, this is where I want to be. This is I, just dancing with some of my best friends. Like that's where I want to be. It's time for yes. our first game. It okay. is time for Would You Rather. <laughs> so if sound effects. Watching, yes, I, we're very high tech. Um, if anyone is watching and would like to participate, feel free to let us know. Even if you're watching this after the fact on YouTube, definitely comment, let us know what you would rather. So I'm gonna randomly pick. Luckily, they're not too scandalous, but sometimes they're kind of weird. So would you rather have to sleep alone each night in a haunted house or sleep in a cage of snakes every night. Oh my Very god. Snake, heavy <laughs> one. Um how big is this cage? I mean, I feel like sleeping in any cage is gotta be terrifying. You can't hide anywhere. Yeah. Right? I think like the snakes like there's not like an area of the cage where you can escape the snakes. Like they are with you. Okay. Oh man. I don't have a thing against snakes. House. I do hate scary movies and, and haunted things just because it's mostly like the soundtrack in scary movies. You know when it's like a grating, yes. like violin sound? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I would pick the house, though. I'm sure I could like hide under a carpet or 
Yeah, know. and it doesn't say you can't, like, be with other people. Like, I would sleep in a haunted yeah. house if there was, like, a group of people who were, like, skilled at fighting or, like, <laughs> knew how to build right. a fire. Like, you know, like, we'd be protected. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, I'd pick that. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you found a loophole in the question. It's good. Okay. Would you rather have spaghetti for hair or have a spider appear on you every time you get a spider appear on your head every time you get dressed? Oh, uh, is this spaghetti with sauce? <laughs> like, is I it think dry? It's just, I think it grows out, so it would be like wiggly. I think it's not like dry okay. spaghetti, like sticking. I mean, maybe it is, and then if you get it huh. wet, it like comes down. Then it keeps you know? down. <laughs> I that would be hard to like turn in, right? <laughs> Imagine like trying to spot and you're wet just, like, spaghetti smacking you in the face. Oh yeah, uh uh-uh. uh. Um, but the spider on top of your head is kind of terrifying because I I like change outfits a lot, right? If I'm like working out or if that's I'm true. professional at work, you know. That's yeah. I think the spaghetti is the way to go because wow. I'm sure. I'm sure you know. At one point, I could grow up my hair, donate some. Eat to some, you know food pantry eat some right with a spider what am i gonna do what am i gonna do with that nothing yeah, just be like uh, every time yeah exactly <laughs> okay last one would you rather never eat chocolate or candy ever again or live in a shed in the middle of a desert never eat chocolate that's easy wow. i cannot handle the heat it's been so hot in new york these past few days or in past it couple weeks like the weather yeah been nice, i but it uh-uh. would be and dry like humidity true yeah it'd be dry so it wouldn't be the armpit of the city that we're in <laughs> literally um but it just feels feels bad to go outside above a certain temperature i don't know if i'm a baby or or what but i just i don't i would much prefer the cold like if it was like sleep in an igloo in antarctica or sleep in a tent in the cold i'd rather pick that but yeah mm, interesting okay okay those yeah. are good answers i think oh it's really hard for me to give up like chocolate and candy so i don't know i have to think uh, about even that. though you can have ice cream and like peanut butter and oh that's true there are workarounds they didn't yeah. say like i couldn't have like a brownie that's made with chocolate right like I don't know what the rules are. I think we make our own rules, so right. that's fine. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Are you a big sweet tooth? Oh, like, it's bad. It's really bad. Like, mm. also, I definitely have a lot of cavities right now, so it's fine. Oh. I drank, like, five Same. cups of tea a day during the pandemic, so rough. Probably oh, worse man. than having soda all day. Not great. <laughs> I mean, but you got to find a way to cope, right? Uh, I also same with the cavities. My dentist actually texted me and her other clients saying that she's quitting. Maybe it's because of the cavities that I've got. <laughs> but she was like, oh, here's a picture of your new dentist. I was like, I didn't pick this guy. What, what are we doing here? Oh, my God. That's so crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. so, speaking of, I'm trying to find a transition, but speaking of doctors and dentists, that makes me think of insurance, which is what a full-time <laughs> real person job gets you that I don't have. So I'd love um, to talk about Google. Like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, before I even get into that, like, I want to know, did you move to the city just planning on, like, corporate full job I'm a boss or did you move here to dance and then just like like tell me everything about this I'm so impressed and intrigued yeah I 
I was open to both. Um, actually, so when I was in college, I thought I wanted to be a doctor, pivoted and was like, okay, I want to do something more movement focused because it's more like dance based and like PT sounds like a good physical therapy sounds like a good path. Did all my requirements for that. Was like president of the pre-physical therapy club. Senior year comes around and I decide that I don't want to apply to PT schools. And I decided that I wanted to apply to full-time corporate life stuff instead. Wow. I had no experience. And I kid you not, I have like a folder on one of my old computers of a hundred different companies that have rejected me. I had like a different resume and cover letter for each one and just like faced so much rejection that last semester of college. It was devastating because everybody around us was getting jobs at that time, right? Being like, oh, I'm moving to San Francisco, moving to, you know, New York and I have this job lined up. And I was like, okay, great. I have no experience and I don't know what I'm doing. So cool, 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 cool. (laughs) So yeah, I had no relevant experience for corporate life, no internships, uh, but then had studied some computer science in school and studied some marketing because I felt like my interests were leading that way and I was just curious about it. And then I applied to jobs in New York after getting this arts grant for Duke and spending a summer here and realized that I just love the city. Like I love the diversity, I love the amount of art opportunities you could get here, the amount of dancing you could train in. And so even though I, you know, hadn't had a job that summer besides the arts grant for my school, I decided like, okay, I'm just going to apply to things here and hope for the best. And so I applied to corporate stuff, uh, ended up working at this think tank called L2. We did like digital, digital marketing research and from there transitioned to an advertising technology company called App Nexus that was bought by AT&T. It's actually getting sold off now. Uh, and then was kind of poached from there and was referred into Google by someone that I used to work with. So wow. yeah, it's kind of like a really winding process. Definitely was not what I expected, but really grateful for where I am now. Yeah. And how do you balance working full-time at Google and then still training. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to be in this off-Broadway show again. Like, are they open to that? How does that work? (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, that's a great question. I, yeah, for a long time, I thought to myself, there is no balance. You know, that it's, you just, you go really hard at things that you love and then you just do it. So I would, yeah, I to consistently train in different styles. Like I would go to work, right, nine to five, stay at work a little bit later, and then go take like one or two classes at, at Broadway Dance Center, at Perry Dance or EXPG. Sometimes, you know, there'd be like a house session at EXPG that starts at 1030 at night on Mondays. So I would just stay oh at God. work until then, like doing other things and then just go to the house session, come back home at like, 1230 in the morning and be like I am so exhausted but so happy to be doing this because like where else in the world could you pursue a career but then also be in the heart of such a great dance culture like nowhere so yeah so I think I probably burnt myself out (laughs) with that lifestyle and the pandemic really made me try and reevaluate like 
why am I doing all of this? You know, and where is where is the actual joy coming from, right? Because mm-hmm. like the next gig that I'm looking to do, or the next class or next performance, like that's not going to be satisfying for me. So it's kind of like once you set those goals, once you achieve them, there's always going to be more. So that kind of broke me in the past year. Mm-hmm. I started thinking like, how can I find just the fun of moving? again for myself right and i think that's something that as dancers is really easy to forget when we are just chasing how to be better how to you know how to work on our textures performance quality versatility our strength and it's so hard to just like step back and be like i am fine where i am i look good you know it's so difficult Wow, that's so true. And I feel like also it's so easy to even forget, like you were saying, you know, why do I do this? And also like being influenced by so many people. We're all in this small bubble, the New York dance world, the BDC dance world. It's really easy to be like, you just get wrapped up in doing what everyone else is doing and doing what you think Mm -hmm. you should be doing. And then it's like, wait, what do I actually want to be doing? What makes me happy? What do I need to learn? What are my goals? And how do I find that balance? I think that is something that everyone I've talked to, I think this pandemic as horrible as it's been, it's been such an eye opener and helps so Mm -hmm. many people really zero in on like what makes me happy because we were like I mean it's still it's still not great out there but like it's it's it was rough like you had to really make your happiness some of those days you know with everything all the Mm -hmm. news and everything so I think it's so true and and I I'm so impressed that you're able to find that balance I mean I remember finding out that you worked at Google and I was like what like I had no idea because you give a hundred percent to your dance when you're there and like that is so impressive to then know that you do a full other job outside of dancing like that is wild is google like as crazy as they like as like fun as they make it seem (laughs) like bean bags and like ping pong tables all over is that really true oh yeah you should definitely come once we like start getting guests back in yeah I'll i'll give you a tour but yeah we've got a ddr machine in the New York office, which is wild. Uh, so there are some really intense people who crush. It's like the it's, it's the physical DDR, and so not just the mat, but the kind with the bar in the back where people are super intense. Yeah, it, it's a, and it's in the game room. So we've got pool, we've got old school arcade games, we got ping pong, um, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and then yeah, it the perks are definitely a huge privilege, and they make it really fun to be able to be there and hang out. Right. So that's part of their whole thing. It's like if you if you think you want to hang out more here, there's more opportunity for collaboration and creativity and new things will happen. So so cool. So what exactly is your job? Like, what do you do? I always whenever I ask people who are in like real jobs, I'm always so curious. What does your day look like a regular pre-pandemic day (laughs) i made dancing professionally and being creative is a real job too it's just hours are different right so i call (laughs) it like a nine to five because i have like the old school right classical office hours but so i'm a solutions consultant in our ad tech business so 
it's the part of Google that makes money and okay. we fund everything else that we do. That's important. That's a little important. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, there's like a whole ad tech ecosystem and I help big publisher clients with websites get ads on their website. I help them with implementations. I help them with any you know technical troubleshooting that gets too complex. And I create solutions for them for moving forward with technical projects. So uh, some clients that you may know of within my vertical are like Best Buy, Walmart, uh, the car gurus of the world. So it's been really nice to be able to be client facing and also technical at the same time. So cool. Oh my gosh. I could have a million more questions, but I want to get into our second game. Let me get my little... Yeah. <laughs> question. That was on cue too. Wow. Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay, so it's not really a game. I, I kind of say it's a game, but it's more of just like mystery questions. So I'm going to randomly nice. pick one of each color. Um, I always say this. A lot of these questions are from the website, questions to ask your dad. I was just searching for questions on the internet. So we'll see. Some of them are like deep. Some of them are funny. You can always veto them if you don't want to answer. Okay. I hope your dad doesn't get jealous that I'm answering these for him. I know. He's going to be like, oh, those are the questions for me. Ooh, okay. Okay. So pick a color. These are pretty good. Purple. What embarrasses you the most in front of other people? I, okay. So I've never really been good at talking in front of other people. Like I was the kid in high school. Yeah, all the way up through high school where I'd be so shy and nervous to say something out loud in class. So when like the teacher would ask a question, I would literally write down my answer on my paper and then practice it in my head and then raise my hand. And by the time I did, the teacher would pick someone else and be like, okay, well, that was good practice anyway. (laughs) So I get really flustered when I speak to someone, but then I get inside my head and I notice exactly what I'm saying and how it sounds. And I kind of freak out about it. That's that. And then I worry about like, I'm having like this whole conversation in my head as I'm talking to the other person. Like, do they know what I'm saying? Do I know what I'm saying? Am I, do I sound weird? Do I look weird right now? So it's something that I'm getting over. <laughs> I can relate to that so much. Next color. Yeah. Uh, orange. Ooh. What is the weirdest thing you've done on a date? Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there have been many. Who should I throw shade at right now? <laughs> I think this person doesn't have much social media. Uh, so this is like an ex of mine who for an anniversary wanted to go to Ikea. And you may be thinking like, oh, okay, like go to Ikea, like shop for things together, envision like a home. No. Cinnamon buns. Yes, that's more like it. He wanted to go to the cafeteria in Ikea. (laughs) So we like went there and we got Swedish meatballs. We tried out their food. We bought not a single thing from their home goods section. And then we took the free ferry ride to Manhattan. And he was like standing outside on the ferry like, isn't this great? I was like, is this this it? Just, like just, just the meatballs the and then <laughs> yeah the meatballs and public transportation like uh <laughs> cool, cool, great yeah <laughs> that's why <cool>. he's an ex <laughs> okay there next question <laughs> oh i forgot i was picking pink 
if you could learn any language fluently, what would it be? Mm, I, so I am Chinese, but I don't know any Chinese. But I think what would be more useful is like my extended family is all in Indonesia. And I know Indonesian, but at the level that you would expect from like a six-year-old. Because <laughs> that's basically when I stopped learning from my parents. They thought it would interfere with my English. Mm -hmm. um, really, I think it's so much easier to learn language as a kid because now I'm like, I don't have yeah. the time, motivation, environment, you know. Uh, but yeah, being fluent in Indonesian and being able to like go back and not sound like a child would be lovely. <laughs> okay, last question of these. What is the last lie you told? You can veto it if you want. <laughs> oh, last lie I told. Um, wow, it's a hard also, one. It's okay if like you're not a big liar. That's all right. I'd believe it. <laughs> I think I think I'm like a jokester, so sometimes I'll say things that are just out there and I don't think too much about them, but they're also not really the truth. It's more so cuz I like to see the other person laugh, right? Um <laughs> Yeah. So I'm sure there's some of that around here. Also, sometimes, you know, when strangers interact with you, you kind of don't oh, want yeah. to reveal everything. Yeah, so I think there was an interaction when I was at the climbing gym earlier today, uh, and this dude always talks to me. I don't know why. And he kind of, like, <laughs> talks a little bit longer than you would expect and laughs oh, yeah. a little bit more than you would expect for things that aren't funny. So I think he asked me what I did outside of climbing and I gave some answers that were true but not the whole truth oh yeah oh yeah right it's always the it's hate. always rough like when an uber driver taxi driver's like oh what do you do and you're like oh, I'm a dancer oh and then they're like oh are you a yeah. stripper and you're like that's no I should have not said anything oh, oh have you gotten that before oh like Whoa. so many times that hasn't happened to you oh it's not well I, don't I think, think that's also bad too because like but... BDC is right next to that strip club. I wonder if it's True. still there. <laughs> so there's a lot of like associations physically too in the city. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, before I ask you the very last question, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about what are some of your passions outside of dance, outside of working at Google. Um, I know you brought up rock climbing. So cool that you have gotten into that. Is, is that a new adventure for you? Yeah, 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 it definitely is. I got into it about three or so months ago, but it's been super fun. Mostly got into it because all the dance studios were still closed. And I was like, okay, I gotta, I, I can't run anymore. Like, I don't want to open up my Nike Run Club app. I don't, I hate running. I've always hated running, <laughs> but did it so much in the past year. And I was like, okay, if I don't feel like dancing, the studios are whack, I gotta do something. So. Went to the climbing gym, mostly at Brooklyn Boulders, and just really love the physical strength aspect of it and seeing how dance movement translates to that just on a wall and vertically, right? So, yeah, it's been really rewarding, too, to just see how you can progress. I think, like, in dance classes, you often don't see that as linearly versus in climbing, there are certain grades for the roots. So seeing yourself get stronger in that way is is really um, empowering, especially as like uh, a woman, because it's mostly uh, I feel like mostly men who are in it that I see. So yeah, I 
really have been getting into it. I told you earlier, I just came from the climbing gym. And what's cool is that I also see similarities between like ballet and point with climbing, right? So I think my shoe is here behind me, but like the shoe itself is kind of like, oh my gosh. Yeah. These are actually getting really beat up uh, because they're like falling apart now, but they're, there's like a little bit of a stiffness in the sole, kind of like a point shoe. And the more advanced shoe you get, the more downturned it is into a point and the stiffer the bottom is. It's kind of like the shank of a point shoe, wow. right? You have to like probably have to break it in, have to like get your foot used to it. Um, and usually the shoe itself, just like point shoes, like are a bit smaller than your street shoe size so that yeah. you can actually feel the ground when you're moving, or in this case, like oh feel the tiny holds when you're moving up the wall. Wow, that is so cool. That, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. And I know for like, so are you doing like bouldering? Is that what it's called? Okay. Bouldering, yeah, I can't tie a knot to save my life yet. So bouldering for that sure, <laughs> yeah. Like when you do the knot, when you're not bouldering, that's just like straight up rock climbing. Like on a yeah. mountain, like on the side of a cliff. Yeah. So when you're not bouldering, you have a harness on. Usually you're doing like sport climbing or top rope or lead climbing. There's also like an auto belay that some gyms have that will automatically catch you if you fall because you're like into the system with the harness and the wow. rope, which is cool. But yeah, a lot of cool things to explore and uh, I'm going to Colorado in a few days, so hopefully I can get some outdoor climbing out there. Oh, I know maybe you can give me some tips because you were telling me about oh, climbing yeah. outdoors in oh, college. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm technically ballet certified. I don't know if I have to redo that no certification, but uh, I would not trust myself to ballet <laughs> anyone or to have myself get on a rock and climb it. So. That would be terrifying. But I'm always really impressed <laughs> watching you because I know how hard that is to go up the wall. And, like, mm. some of them are really, like, upside down almost. Like, I, it's like your spider woman. Yeah. I'm like, wow, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting to see, like, sometimes it's not about just the brute physical strength that you see some guys doing. Sometimes it's about body positioning, too, and, like, mm. body awareness, which I really love, like, finding more efficient ways to do things uh, and using like my flexibility to go through things like that's something that not a lot of people have right and being trained in ballet and contemporary you know this like we could pick up different styles and different movements just because we've trained our bodies to adapt to different shapes yeah wow that's so true and everyone should definitely go check out your instagram you have some really cool climbing videos on there um but yeah so the last question that i ask everyone is what brings out your most creative self? You floated this to me before and I was thinking about it. I really love walking through the city with my headphones on, like big over-the-ear headphones, noise canceling, which is probably kind of dangerous, but I love it anyways. <laughs> and just blasting the music and just walking and thinking about movement. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten some flack from co-workers about this before because like they'll see me put my headphones on leave the office and then I like walk to the subway station and they're walking behind me like to the same station and I'm like dancing as I'm walking like just 
not for any purpose, not for choreography, not to look a certain way, because I'm sure I look hectic and crazy as hell, <laughs> but just to be able to have movement and think about creative movement as I'm looking at such an amazing place to live in. So mm. I love doing that. I'm sure, I'm sure if people have seen me on the street anywhere, they see that I move like a crazy person <laughs> because I'm literally dancing in my head and thinking about ways to move that are new, but I just, I just love it. Yeah. I love that. Well, where can people find you? Yeah. So dance wise, I post a lot of what I'm working on, on my Instagram at genetic. I don't update my YouTube very much. It makes me nervous for cat stuff. You can follow at Cheeto yay on Instagram and TikTok. You know, the only kind of influencer I want to be is just a cat influencer, honestly. Um, (laughs) For work things, you can find me on LinkedIn, Jennifer Margono. And yeah, I'd say you can email me too if you want, J-E-N-M-A-R-G-O-N-O at gmail.com. Unless you're a bot, then that's not my email. (laughs) And stay away. Stay away. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Oh, it would be really crazy if you didn't have a Gmail. You had like AOL. That would be like. Scary. Oh, right. A Hotmail. My <laughs> yeah. mom still has a Hotmail. We haven't converted her yet, but that's so funny <laughs> that you changed the handle to Cheeto Yay. Yes. <laughs> I, everyone's definitely go check out Cheetos, TikToks, and Instagram because there are some very high quality videos up on those. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad that. I finally didn't cancel, and we got to have a little cat party. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Maisie came and joined. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And all good about, you know, being booked and blessed. You know, congrats again on the opportunity. And I'm sure, you know, that I'll hear more exciting things about what's in store for you. Oh, my gosh. I'm just so excited. Everyone go see Beyond Babel. It's going to be so good. And yeah, thank you so much. Have a great night. Hello.